Chapter thirty two of the Holy Land and Syria. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The Holy Land and Syria by Frank G. Carpenter. Armenia the Suffering. Armenia is the Job among peoples. Her frightful sufferings seem to have no end a little christian island in a vast sea of mohammedanism she has been swept by one great tidal wave of persecution after another before the eyes of the modern world in the nineteenth and twentieth centuries even a whole people has been robbed exiled and murdered while the great nations have looked on apparently helpless to bring to a permanent end the horrible atrocities committed by the unspeakable turk millions of dollars have been spent in the past for the aid of armenia millions more will be required before she is freed from famine and persecution vast sums have been donated by americans through their churches and missionary societies the red cross and other national and international organizations to help these people in their misery but lasting relief cannot come until armenia is enabled to set up a nation of her own once more or it is brought under the protection of a strong christian power what the armenians have done under oppression shows that they have great possibilities as a race they are sometimes called the yankees of the orient they are the brightest brainiest and shrewdest of all the people of asia minor in business they are sharper than the jews or even the greeks the turks say twist a yankee and you make a jew twist a jew and you make an armenian the greeks say that one greek is equal to two jews but one armenian is equal to two greeks another current turkish proverb is from the greeks of athens from the jews of saloniki and from the armenians everywhere good lord deliver us the armenians are by no means confined to one part of the orient i have met them everywhere in the east and i have found them acting as heads of all kinds of businesses there are many rich armenians in india coming from singapore to calcutta i travelled with a wealthy armenian jeweller who told me he was on his way back from hong kong where he had gone to sell pearls to the chinese i found armenian conductors on the egyptian railways and when i went over the transcontinental railroad to paris the guards on the train and the men who took up my tickets were armenians who speak english and french there are hundreds of thousands of armenians in europe there are a large number in persia and in different parts of turkey there are said to be about one million there are a great many in constantinople where they manage most of the banking business and own large mercantile establishments when i get money on my letter of credit in constantinople it was an armenian clerk who figured out the exchange and an armenian cashier who handed out the money whenever there are riots in that city nearly all the stores are closed because their armenian owners fear they may be looted by the mob when i visited the turkish government departments i found that the chief officers were turks the clerks were in most cases armenians and the cleverest man i met in turkey was one of the sultan's secretaries a man of armenian birth there are also armenian engineers architects and doctors in constantinople the armenians of armenia proper however 
are almost all farmers most of whom have become poverty-stricken through the exorbitant taxes of the sultan at jerusalem i saw a large number of armenian pilgrims who had come from all parts of asia minor to pray at the church of the holy sepulchre they have a patriarch at jerusalem who leads them in these celebrations he is a tall thin man with a long gray beard and a face not unlike that of the typical georgia cracker he usually wears a long gown and has a little skull-cap on the crown of his head during the easter celebration he wears a tiara blazing with diamonds and his gown is a gorgeous silk robe decorated with diamonds the armenian christians have doctrines much like those of the greek church they have monasteries and churches scattered throughout asia minor armenia was the first country in the world to adopt christianity as a state religion this she did at the beginning of the fourth century and twelve years before the conversion of the roman emperor constantine ever since she has been persecuted by a succession of enemies and conquerors of other faiths almost as soon as christianity had been adopted the armenians were commanded by the persians their overlords at that time to give up their faith and adopt the persian religion of fire worship they replied no one can move us from our belief neither angels nor men fire nor sword here below we will choose no other god and in heaven no other lord but jesus christ and they have stuck to their declaration through all the horrors and persecutions brought upon them by persians saracens tartars mamelukes and turks at her height armenia was a flourishing country with a population of some thirty millions but from the time of the great dispersal that resulted from the invasion of the moslem hordes in the seventh century the armenians like the jews have been decimated their country has been ravaged and the people have been scattered all over europe and asia the armenians assert that their country is the holiest land upon earth it lies in asia minor southeast of the black sea and between it and persia mount ararat is situated in armenia and some of the monasteries claim to have pieces of the identical ark in which noah landed upon this mountain a ravine nearby is pointed out as the site of noah's vineyard the vineyard has a monastery connected with it and the monks show a withered old vine which they assert is the very one from which noah brewed the wine that made him drunk he cursed it so effectually after he got over his spree that it has borne no grapes unto this day noah's wife is said to be buried on mount ararat the armenians trace their ancestry back to japheth in one great genealogical tree they also have a tradition that the garden of eden was located in armenia almost in the centre of the region where the worst massacres have occurred but it is now one of the barren parts of the country the armenians believe that the wise men of the east who followed the star of bethlehem to find the young christ came from their country and that the star first appeared in the heavens not far from mount ararat according to another curious armenian tradition when adam was in the garden of eden his body was covered with nails like those we have on our fingers and toes these nails overlapped each other like the scales of a fish thus giving him an invulnerable armor after the fall they all dropped off except those from the ends of his fingers and toes they remain to this day 
to remind man of his lost immortality the armenians say that when god made adam of clay he had a little piece left over he threw this upon the ground and as it fell it became gold and formed all the gold of the world these people are devoted to the bible and take their religion very seriously they could have made their peace with the turks long long ago if they had been willing to accept mohammedanism the condition of the women of armenia is said to be terrible they have no refuge from the turks who perpetrate all sorts of outrages upon them in some of the armenian cities during one of the massacres the girls were collected into the churches and kept there for days at the pleasure of the soldiers before they were murdered one statement described how sixty young brides were so treated and how the blood ran out under the church doors at the time of their massacre these armenian women are among the most attractive of the near east i have seen a number of them during my trip through asia minor they have large dark luminous eyes with long eyelashes and rich creamy complexions many of them have rosy cheeks and luscious red lips they are tall and straight but become fat soon after marriage not a few of them are married to turks these women have a dress of their own they wear red fez caps with long tassels much like some of the country girls of greece the richer ladies wear loose jackets lined with fur and long plain skirts of silk or fine wool in the province of van where many atrocities have been committed the girls wear under their skirts trousers which are tied at the ankles some have long sleeveless jackets or cloaks reaching almost to the feet and open at the sides up to the waists and others wear gorgeous headdresses covering the front of their caps with gold coins which hang down over their foreheads like the jewesses these girls often wear their whole dowries on their persons and in massacres like those which have so often occurred rings are torn from the ears arms are cut off for bracelets and many a woman is killed for her jewelry the poorer women are hard workers nearly every household has some kind of home industry whereby it adds to its income some of the finest embroideries we get from turkey are made by these clever armenian women the best of the work being done by hand in hovels the houses in which the armenians live are different in different countries in many of the cities of turkey there is an armenian quarter and the older armenian houses of smyrna are built like forts they have no windows facing the street and only of late years when the people have considered themselves safe from religious riots have they built houses more like the turks in armenia itself the poorer classes have homes which would be considered hardly fit for cows in america the cow in fact lives with the family the houses are all of one story and it is not uncommon to build a house against the side of a hill in order to save the making of a back wall the roofs are flat and are often covered with earth upon which grass and flowers grow and upon which the sheep are sometimes pastured the floors are usually sunken below the level of the roadway and the ordinary window is about the size of a porthole you go down steps to enter the house where you find a cow stable on one side and the kitchen and living quarters of the family on the other all the living arrangements are of the simplest and cheapest description each room has a stone fireplace where the cooking is done with cow dung mixed with straw 
there are no tables and very few chairs the animal heat of the cattle aids the fire in keeping the family warm the houses of the better class are more comfortable and in the big turkish cities some of the rich armenians have beautiful homes the armenian women are good housekeepers and much more cleanly than the turks even their hovels are kept clean they have a better home life than the turks a man can have but one wife but the families of several generations often live in one house if the daughter-in-law lives with them she is to a large extent the servant of her husband's family she has to obey her father-in-law and during the first days of her married life is not allowed to speak to her husband's parents or any of the family who are older than herself until her father-in-law gives her permission up to this time she wears a red veil as a badge of her subjection which is often kept on until her first baby is born armenian girls are married very young eleven or twelve is considered quite old enough and women still young often have sons twenty years old marriages are arranged by parents or by go-betweens the usual wedding day is monday and on the friday before the marriage the bride is taken to the bath with great ceremony on saturday she gives a big feast to her girlfriends on sunday there is a feast for the boys and on monday the wedding takes place it usually occurs at the church where the priest blesses the ring and makes prayers over the wedding garments the numerous other ceremonies make the wedding last from three to eight days shortly after her return from the church the children present rush to pull off the bride's stockings in which have been hidden some coins for the occasion another curious custom is to place a baby boy on the knee of the bride as she sits beside the groom on a divan with the wish that she may become a happy mother while one reason for the hatred of the armenians is envy of their shrewdness and their wealth the chief cause of the turkish outrages is religious fanaticism the better classes of the turks and the more intelligent of the mohammedans would probably stop them if they could many of the high officials are afraid of the religious zeal of the people they realize that if the common people get the idea that they are false to their religion they are almost sure of assassination the imams and the sheiks or in other words the moslem priests are to a large extent the rulers of turkey they are in most cases ignorant and intolerant among the mohammedan fanatics there are a large number known as dervishes who roam about from place to place stirring up trouble they are walking delegates as it were for the killing of christians they stimulate the religious zeal of the people and make violent speeches against unbelievers they fast much and they have strange forms of worship one class known as the whirling dervishes may be seen in constantinople any friday going through their devotions they dress in long white robes fastened at the waists with black belts and wear high sugar-loaf hats they sing the koran as they whirl about in the mosques as they go on the chief priest makes prayers and they whirl faster and faster until at last their long skirts stand out like those of a ballet dancer their faces become crimson and some finally fall to the ground in fits another class of these fanatics are the howlers who have a great organization in turkey and have probably been largely concerned in inciting feeling against the armenians i have visited their mosques but i despair of adequately describing their religious gymnastics they work themselves into a frenzy 
jumping and bending and gasping and howling out the name of god the dervishes of the interior parts of turkey often take knives and cut themselves and each other in religious ecstasy they go into fits and foam at the mouth and most of them think that the killing of a christian is a sure passport to heaven i would say however that these people are the cranks of mohammedanism and that they are not a fair sample of the moslem world nevertheless they have had no small part in bringing about the miseries of armenia End of chapter 32